listen to the heart of this. Listen to the words. God loves a giving heart. God commands us to provide for the poor. If we are out there not planning our money, if we are out there not saving and investing for our futures, and if we are out there just spending money on stupid stuff, then we are not planning for our future. We are not giving to the poor. We are not listening to God's commandment. This is the Money Minister Podcast. I bet you thought I'd be a man. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan, and I'm a financial coach and minister in training. I firmly believe that Christians shouldn't have money worries. This podcast is about keeping money in its place as a tool and not allowing it to rule your life. I challenge conventional beliefs we Christians have about money and use the Bible as my source of absolute truth. Join me. Let's work together to keep money in its place as we follow Jesus with our whole lives. Welcome to the Money Minister Season 2, Episode 5, Biblical Money Principles. Do the good work God put in front of you and take care of your future. This is not an either or. So if you don't know me, my name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I am the money minister. I am here to help you with your relationship with God and with money so that you can focus on Jesus and do the good work that God's put in front of you and serve Jesus for your whole life. Focus on Jesus and stop being worried about money. All right. So hello, everyone. I'm, I'm excited to continue the series on biblical money principles. You might all know But I have a webinar on this topic that presents it all together with applications for how you manage your money. In this podcast series, we're going a little bit deeper than that webinar, but it's not as visual because it's a podcast, (laughs) so it can't be visual. So if you want the visual, go ahead and click the link in the description and get to the webinar called Biblical Money Principles for Christians. And if you are listening to this and you want to send me some encouraging emails after this about this webinar, please do that because I get a lot of hate mail and a lot of people saying that I don't know the Bible. I've never read the Bible in my life. That's definitely not what God said about money. I get a lot of people saying stuff like that and it's not dissuading me because I pray a lot. I have read the Bible dozens of times all the way through, and I am in school to become a minister. I am studying it under guidance. It doesn't really dissuade me, but I would love your encouragement too. So if this has helped you, please go ahead and email me at katherine.vanderlawn with the two A's at the end at saverstreet.com. That is my email address, and I would love to get your encouragement. Anyway, so. I knew a woman who absolutely loved people and loved God. I I was honored to be her coach. She was a David, a woman after God's own heart. She owned her own business. She made just enough to stay afloat and give a lot. And I mean a lot. She loved to give. Eventually, after some bad investments, she came to me because she was looking to retire in the next few years. Here's the problem. She had loads of tax debt from her business and no investments or or retirement egg to speak of. 
Now, if you're listening to this and you think I'm talking about you, please know that this actually describes over a dozen people that I've helped in the last few years. This is not generally who who I help most of the time, but I have helped many people, men and women who come to me looking to retire, who own their own business and find themselves with tons of tax debt and no retirement. So so it's not an uncommon situation. Here's where it all went wrong. And you might be listening to the saying, well, clearly I know how it went wrong, but here's how it actually went wrong. It wasn't the bad investments. It wasn't her giving heart. God loves a giving heart. It was that she didn't plan to prepare for her future while doing the good work that God put in front of her to do. It stemmed from believing that she didn't deserve God's blessing. So she gave it all away and didn't invest any of it for her future. Okay, so stay with me here because this is a touchy topic. There are all different deeply rooted beliefs about money and blessings and investing for the future and what we deserve and what we should keep, where we should keep our treasure. So let's talk about that because I think we need to, as Christians here in the world today, I think we need to talk about all of that. So let's back up and make sure on the same page with some truth we should probably all agree on, right? God doesn't look at the world like we do. God doesn't see money and success and power and think more highly of the person with all of those things. One of the main points of Jesus talking to his disciples after he told the rich young ruler, look it up, it's in Matthew 19, if you don't know that story, he told the rich young ruler to sell all of his stuff and give it to the poor and then go follow Jesus. One of the main points of Jesus talking to his disciples after all that was to abolish the thinking that this guy with all the money and the power and prestige had it all figured out and would definitely go to heaven. That's what they all believed. Well, clearly, you know, God has blessed him. He has it all figured out. So he's going to go to heaven. That's what all of those guys said to Job as well. So read Job. That's, well, that's long and it's, it's kind of hard to get through because it's not very nice. It's still a book of the Bible, and it is valuable, very valuable to read. Anyway, so that's an aside. Maybe we shouldn't talk about Job right now. But Jesus wanted to make the point that, no, that rich young ruler did not have it all figured out. He loved money and what it gave to him more than he loved God. And that was seen because when Jesus said, go sell all of your possessions, give them to the poor and then come follow me. The rich young ruler walked away so sad and he didn't come back. That was the point of Jesus telling him to sell everything. Jesus was showing him that he disobeyed the commandment to have no other gods before God. He was worshiping money and prestige and power. He was comfortable in all that he had and he would not give it up for God. Okay. God sees the world and how we operate it in it and says, back up guys, back up. Money is just a tool. I give you money for two reasons, two reasons to take care of others and take care of yourself. Do the work that God's put in front of you to do and take care of yourself. Okay. Here's where it gets a little tricky because a lot of us hear that 
and say, okay, well, I can take care of myself just like a lot of the people I coach. I can take care of myself and I can take care of other people. And so I'm, I'm going to make sure that I have a bunch of treasure in heaven and I'm going to give away every single thing, every single thing that I can, and it's all going to be okay. And my heart is in the right place. And guess what? Your heart is in the right place. It is. But there's one thing that you might be missing. God's also saying to plan for your future, to take care of your family, to leave an inheritance to your children, to be wise. God's also calling you to make sure that you know where your money is going and you are saving up for the future. Why do you think that there are all of these stories like Joseph? Joseph went to Pharaoh, right? I talk about Joseph a lot, but he had been abducted, sold into slavery, then a bunch of terrible things happened to him. He was in Pharaoh's household eventually. I'm skipping a lot. And after interpreting a dream for Pharaoh, Pharaoh put him in charge. Now, God told him what would happen. Okay, you're going to have seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. So stock up, guys, because you're going to have to feed everybody for seven years when nothing is growing and it is a barren wasteland across Egypt, across Canaan. There's going to be a huge famine. So stock up, guys. And what ended up happening was Pharaoh ended up owning all of Egypt, except for what the priests owned, because it was kind of, you know, given to them, they were given an allotment, so they didn't have to mortgage everything to Pharaoh. And God let that happen, right? God let that happen to pull the Israelites into Egypt, just like it was prophesied. So here's the point. Here's the point. God tells us over and over and over again in Proverbs in it's implied in many places to prepare for your future, to invest, to save and make sure you don't owe anybody anything, save for your future and be in a place where you can take care of people even when you're older. Let that sink in. God's telling you to prepare for your future and help other people as you're doing it. So what does that really mean? What does that mean? Let me show you what it means. I'm just going to read some Bible verses. Okay, we're going to go to the good book here. Here's your application, guys. We talked in another podcast about aligning your heart with God's heart. And so I'm I'm going to skip that part because we've already talked about it. But the very first step is aligning your heart with God's heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So that's, we're going to skip that part. But then God's saying, look, align your heart with me and I will help you. I will help you. First, make a plan. To owe nobody anything. Okay? Romans 13.8 Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Hebrews 13.5 and 6 Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we say with confidence... The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And Proverbs 21, 20. 
precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. So that means that a wise man saves up and doesn't use everything he has. A wise man stores up for the future. Group Financial Coaching is a group that's getting out of debt together. We celebrate wins, keep each other accountable, and tackle the hard life questions that come up. If you wish you had a group of like-minded people to lean on and learn from, join us in Group Financial Coaching. We're here to help you get to financial independence and have fun on the journey. Learn more at saverstreet.com slash group financial coaching. I'm skipping a lot of verses that talk about your heart, okay, about not loving money, but loving God instead, because we've already talked about that. Let's start at the beginning when it comes to giving to the poor in the church. So in Deuteronomy, not not Genesis, but in Deuteronomy, it says, if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land the Lord is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. That's Deuteronomy 15, 7, and Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Proverbs 22, 9. The generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. Proverbs 22, 16. Whoever oppresses the poor to increase their own wealth or gives to the rich will only come to poverty. Ecclesiastes 5.13. There is a grievous evil which I have seen under the sun, wealth kept by its owner to his harm. Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Luke 6:38 Give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over will be put into your lap for with the measure you use it will be measured back to you Acts 20:35 In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So I just want to make sure that you know that God asks you to plan, plan for your needs now and your needs in the future. Plan to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and other people now and in the future. Psalm 17, 14 says, you fill the belly of your cherished ones. Your sons have plenty and they store up wealth for your children. Proverbs 3, 17 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Proverbs 13, 11 says, dishonest money dwindles away, 
but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And later in 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10, it says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Listen to the heart of this. Listen to the words. God loves a giving heart. God commands us to provide for the poor. If we are out there not planning our money, if we are out there not saving and investing for our futures, and if we are out there just spending money, on stupid stuff, then we are not planning for our future. We are not giving to the poor. We are not listening to God's commandment. So please, here's the, here's the application. There are two uses for money. It is a tool, not something to love. It is a tool. The uses are take care of yourself and your family. Don't be worse than an unbeliever. Take care of yourself and your family now and in the future. And The second use is to give to the poor, to provide those who need it, to do, to have faith and works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith with my works, by my works. I will not send someone away who's hungry and is poorly clothed and say, go be warm and be filled without providing them food and clothing. God gave us money as a tool to show God's love to the people of the world. So if you're going to do that, you need to get up. You need to get up and start planning. You can't just make an excuse and say, it's hard for me, or I don't know how. There are a ton of resources to learn to plan your money. There are a ton of resources for that. It's not that hard. God's given you the facilities to do it. If you're not planning your money, because it's inconvenient or it is too hard, then you are not stewarding the wealth that God has given you well. You need to stop making excuses and start being a diligent believer in Jesus. A diligent believer who doesn't say, that's too hard, that's too much work, but somebody who gets up and does the hard work. So you can be one of those, if you know the parable, one of those virgins who's waiting for the bridegroom to come for the wedding feast and has all of the oil for her lamp instead of one of them who comes in and doesn't have extra, doesn't have enough to wait and says, please, would you give me some of yours? Please, please. And they leave to go get more oil and they miss Jesus. You need to be diligent. You need to be one of the servants with two talents or with five talents who takes what God's given you and invests it in the kingdom of God. Invests it by giving and invests it wisely so you can provide for yourself and provide for your family and your future. 
God's given you a blessing. Don't squander it. Do the work. Do the good work that God's put in front of you to do. Not just the fun good work, not just the giving, but also the stewarding. Also making sure that you have a budget. Yep, that's that bad B word, a budget. Do that hard work that God is calling you to do. It's not always fun, but it is good. And it is being diligent. If you are not being faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? Luke 16, 11. God is giving you enough. God's giving you enough for you and your future. And if he isn't, then go back to one of the other podcasts about, about finding God's plan for your life. But God will give you a way. God will give you a way to have enough. Doing honest work with your own hands so that you might have something to share with anyone in need. Ephesians 4.28 God will give you enough. Do the hard work. Stop being lazy. Okay. All right. I feel like I've yelled at you enough. Okay. So here are your applications. Stop making excuses. Start planning your finances so you can give now and in the future. So you can provide for your needs now and in the future. Give out of your wants. That's how you do it. If you need help, go to saverstreet.com. This is what I do. This is how I help Christians. I help you follow God with your life, which also means dedicating your money management to God. Okay. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Come to me if you have any questions. I have done the Bible study on this. It's not finished. It's not finished. This is going to be a lifelong Bible study, but it is good. So I'll talk to you all soon. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Sorry if I yelled at you, but maybe you needed to hear it. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living a Budget. I'm glad you're here. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate our podcast on iTunes or whatever you're using to listen. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at saver.street. And if you need help with your personal finances, feel free to book a complimentary consultation at saverstreet.com. We'll help you find what you need in your journey to financial independence. I'll see you in the next episode.